Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Empty Church. Father Bernard prayed quietly in his new church. A new, dark, and empty church. The rain poured from the storm outside as he sat alone. He had been here in this pagan land for a few months. He had hoped to reach out to the locals and hoped to make new converts for Christ. But this had not happened. The pagan government allowed him to be there strictly to minister to the foreigners in the city. The locals were expressly forbidden to have anything to do with him. Any attempts that he made at evangelization were quickly rebuffed. He did not know how he could proceed with his mission. Suddenly, the door swung open. Father Bernard turned to see a group of local women shuffling in from the storm. He was shocked. None of the locals had so much as set foot in the church. Yet here was quite the retinue of women approaching him. He rose and asked what he could do for them. They asked, Where is the statue of Mary? He didn't know what to say. He did not expect to be greeted with a question about one of the saints. The women persisted. Our hearts and your heart are the same. Where is the statue of Mary? Coming back to his senses, the priest motioned to them to follow. Come this way, he said. The women shuffled after him until they approached the side altar where there was the statue of the Madonna and child. The women grew excited. One said, look, it's Mary holding the little baby Jesus. Father Bernard did not know what to say. He had heard that there might have been some Christians among these pagans. But so far, he had not seen any. Now, all of a sudden, these local women had materialized out of the storm, seeming to be very familiar with our Savior and his mother. As he spoke with them, though, he understood more and more. These brave souls had slipped in after ensuring no one else was around. Truth be told, the menfolk should have done this job, but they were too nervous about the authorities to make any move. They had asked around, for they had been told long ago that when the true church would return, they would know it, because the priest would have no wife. He would have a statue of Mary, and he would be obedient to the Pope in Rome. The menfolk had discovered 
that the priest did indeed live alone without a wife. But they had been too scared of the authorities to make the next move. Their wives had berated them and gone ahead themselves. Father Bernard understood that the women could not come there again out of fear of the authorities. And so that Sunday, he visited them, coming to the large cattle shed where they had gathered for prayer generation after generation. Coming disguised as a farmer, he celebrated Mass for them for the first time in their lives, or their parents' lives or even their grandparents' lives. These secret Christians had lived in this pagan land where Christianity had been expressly illegal for 400 years. For generations, they had kept the faith, meeting here in a cattle shed to pray. As a community, they had no priests, They had no sacraments other than baptism and matrimony, but they did have one most prized possession, a large crucifix that was kept for those generations underneath the floorboards and brought out for prayer. These children of God had kept the faith for 400 years until the day when once again they had a priest in their midst and they could once again celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass, an event brought about by the brave women of the Christian community who approached the priest Father Bernard Petitjean under threat of persecution in a new church in Nagasaki and who would eventually suffer for several years in prison camps because of their bravery and their faith. The Secret Christians of Japan. And for this week, that's the word. So, as you may have noticed, every episode we do, I have to do the introduction and the conclusion. I've asked John Peter since we record every episode, if he can just use the introduction and the conclusion, um, just use the best one and just use it for every other episode. But his answer is, it takes you two seconds. I, I, I get that. But so if you notice that the introduction has changed, I thought it was cool having a deep voice, but someone gave feedback and said, no, it wasn't. Not John Peter, somebody else did. And so John Peter concurred. So now I'm back to it. But see, that could have all been resolved if you just let me not speak for four extra seconds each episode. Hey, we would never have known. It may have worked you worked out. I guess so. I guess so. Well, this is a fascinating story. And one of the things we want to be able to share regarding this episode is a book that is highly recommended. I have not yet read it myself, but it goes into understanding the church in Nagasaki and it's called A Song for Nagasaki. And it's a, a story of someone who was a scientist convert and the survivor of the atomic bomb because Nagasaki was a, very much a place where the Christians were 
Uh, and of course, they were there in 1945 when the, the second atomic bomb fell on Japan. That's right. And going back then, back in time to this story when they're uh, meeting Father Bernard here in this church, you know, this week called it the baby Zesus that they were holding or that Mary was holding. And the reason why they did that, pronunciations change. And so Father Bernard realized that they all believed the same things. They really understood their faith. And just some of the pronunciations had shifted after 400 years. Put that in perspective, I was looking at the story. I think that the guy who was running the uh, Christian community there was the great, 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 great grandson of the first guy who was running it uh, at the time when the priests got expelled from Japan. Wow. So that's about 10 generations of people living without priests, without any instruction, with a faith that they can't practice in the open. It makes sense. I mean, you think of what's the game we play as a kid with, uh, you know, um, you know, sharing a message. Telephone. Telephone. Is that, the, is that what it's called? And, you know, you just have 12 people and it's just amazing how what somebody says and whispers to somebody else or whispers to somebody else. It doesn't come out exactly as originally uh, intended. But it's amazing they kept the faith and then they also had that instruction that was planted. It's kind of like a, almost like some of the some prophecies they have in these movies that come from nowhere. But in this case, it actually came from somewhere and it actually was correct that you got to remember when priests come back, can't be married. Must have a statue of Mary and must be obedient to Papa Sama in Rome, the Pope in Rome, mm-hmm. and and the, it's just for us in America, I, it's just hard to believe that, at least for me, that somebody could go that long without the sacrament of the Eucharist, that's without almost, confession. I mean, that's incredible. It's almost twice as long as America has been a country. Yeah, it's just an incredibly long time. So there's a lot of grace there. Now, something that did happen after this is they did end up being persecuted and some of them dying Hmm. because of the actions of the women here. The local government eventually caught wind of them. And so this was in 1867. They rounded up the Christians and put them in camps. Uh, 19 detention camps specifically set up around the the country. They were in prison for five years and then eventually pressure from the West got them released. Wow. Well, just very brave souls. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at sonsofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find the story extras for this story, The Empty Church, where you can see pictures of Father Bernard. You can see the picture of this church right here, and you can find a link to a song for Nagasaki. SonsOfThunderRock.com is also where you can find our email and our social links if you want to reach out to us, give us feedback, or give us story ideas. And yes, I have to say this line each and every time. Thanks for listening, and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.